It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Brought to you by Fetch Me Delivery Service. Use Fetch Me 20 at checkout for your first delivery free. Zach Blackerby here with you, and I'm joined by Michael Pappas of ESPN 106.7. Happy Tuesday, friend. Hey, man. How are you today? I'm good, dude. I'm good. Always a pleasure to see your smiling face. Thanks. Appreciate that. I want to start today's show off with a um, pointing out Auburn just flexing in a press release. Can I do that? Yeah, absolutely. Marlon Davidson won SEC player of, or excuse me, defensive lineman of the week, SEC defensive lineman of the week yesterday, his second straight. Their press release on AuburnTigers.com reads this the first line. It might be easier to start calling it the Marlon Davidson Award. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> He's only won it twice. But it's twice in a row. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. I read that this morning when I was putting together my sports cast for, uh, for my morning show on A&I. And just, I was like, okay. All right. We're just, I, I, I wanted to call it a, sub, a subtle flex, but no. No. There's nothing, uh, there's nothing discreet about it. Nope. He has been incredible this year. Absolutely. Last year, I was kind of skeptical. Like, did we overhype him? But he, he's come he's out back. of the gate. Yeah, he is back. Two and a half sacks against Kent State. Which is good. I just remembered that. Didn't even have to look it up. But you're right. You remember how many tackles? I think it what three tackles for loss, right? Because how many tackles total? You think? I don't know. Yeah, six. Know. Ooh. So half. Yeah. Wait. Do sacks count as tackles for loss? I think so. We're not statisticians here. Obviously. I just watch the game and tell you what I see. That's all I do. <laughs> so he made three tackles beyond the line of scrimmage. Correct. We think. Correct. Hey, uh, <laughs> we're gonna. <laughs> We're going to have Olin Buchanan uh, on with TexAgs.com on tomorrow's show, and so he'll uh, he'll give us some info on this. But so- I, I figured it out, by the way. Sweet. About TexAgs. It is the most visited, like, uh, school-specific site. It's massive. Like, beat site, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's massive. At SEC Media Days, it's like, you know, most people just kind of have – a fold-up table and some fold-up chairs, and you put your radio equipment on there. But no, Tex-Ags rolls out there. They've got this massive display. I mean, they're not playing around. Like It's it's the real deal. And so I knew I wanted to have somebody from Tex-Ags on the show this week to preview A&M, and I went to their staff. I'm like, all right, who do I want to like specifically ask for? All the interns. There's like 50 people on their staff. It's crazy. <laughs> it's wild to me. So... Olin, I believe, is a Heisman voter, so we will chat with him tomorrow. Looking forward to that. But looks like A&M is getting some some defensive guys back. Defensive back Elijah Blades, that is his name. His last name is Blades. How cool is that? I bet he's sharp, you know what I mean? And defensive lineman Jaden Peavy, they're both expected to practice this week, so they'll, um, they'll probably be there. Peavy is one of... The defensive tackles, he set out last weekend against Lamar, but he should be back. And then Blades didn't play last weekend, but he should be back as well. Juco guy. So A&M getting guys back. Auburn still kind of battling some injuries along the offensive front. 
Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Whoa, I, what was that? I don't know, man. This okay. is the second time I've spoken all day, so. <laughs> all right. Um, I don't know, man. I, I feel like the uh, Tega having the week off, he should come back more healthy. And Okay, you're not worried about that? I, I'm not worried he won't play. I guess it is the best way I can put it. Uh, I, I can't say I'm not worried he might, you know, be in pain or something. Mm-hmm. But I expect him to be able to play through it because he was in pads uh, on on Saturday. He right. warmed up. He was in pads, and then he didn't play. So uh, I feel like that was the kind of situation where if they needed him to play, he would have. Uh, obviously, Bailey Sharp going down hurts the offensive line depth. Yeah, a lot. Um, an already thin offensive line group. And then Derek Brown on the defensive side, I- I'm not concerned about him playing because uh, all the reports during the game were just that he had he was winded. Mm-hmm. And then a chest contusion could just mean like uh, he got the wind knocked out of him or something or he got punched in the chest and has a big bruise. I don't really know what a contusion is, but... Yeah, it seemed kind of broad to me, and everyone was like, he just looked out of breath. Yeah. You know? So, if you want to go to the game this weekend, you know the best way to do it? Yeah, Vivid Seats. Yeah, use the Vivid Seats app. Of course, the app is for free, and you can use promo code KICKOFF at checkout for up to $100 off of your order. We looked at it yesterday. Tickets are not cheap, so go ahead and jump on it. Download the Vivid Seats app now on your smartphone. Use promo code KICKOFF at checkout. I mean, you can vouch for this better than I can, but, I mean, it is an awesome game day experience out of Texas A&M. I've I've heard nothing but great things about it. All the people there are super nice. Um, You don't have to deal with anything uh, super obnoxious. Um, It's it's an environment much like Auburn's, but four times as large because there's four times as many people that go to the university. And – it's it's a really really cool environment. You get to see the the biggest student section in college football. They do the the crazy wave thing. Um, that's a little mesmerizing, but yeah, it's so, a really really cool experience. Yeah, so get your tickets, <clears throat> Vivid Seats, the free Vivid Seats app, and use promo code Kickoff at checkout. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Shortly before the season started, Michael, we... We did a show where we ranked Auburn's top five matchups as far as importance. Mm-hmm. And I said Texas A&M's matchup was the most important of the season. And you guys agree with my points, but now that we're here and we're looking at it, I think you could definitely argue that that was the correct answer. I mean, look, looking at it, if Auburn goes in and just flops the rest of the season, you're like, okay, well, they're probably not going to beat LSU. They're probably not going to beat Florida. They're probably not going to beat Georgia. Probably not going to beat Alabama. And I think Mississippi State becomes a big dogfight at that point. And it's just, I mean, this is crucial that they win this game. Because if they, I think if they fall flat, it's going to be a big deal for the rest of the season. 
Uh, I actually completely disagree with you. Okay. Um, before the season, I, I did agree. Uh, but that was because we didn't know about the Oregon game yet. Now that we know, now that that game has come, we've seen what this team um, can I mean, I feel like we've kind of seen a floor from this team already. I, I can't imagine they'll look much worse than they looked in the first half against Oregon at any other point this season. Okay. And, oh, and I just, <clears throat> this is an important game, but it is a road conference game. So you could conceivably say that that coming out of this game and coming home for next week and then uh, and getting to getting to bounce back against Mississippi State and using that to gain momentum, this is the most important game of the year because it's the game this week. In general, I don't think so. I think you could point to maybe LSU or really Mississippi State as being more important because if you go into A&M and lose on the road and maybe you don't put forth your best showing, you do have a bounce-back week at home at night against a team that really did not look good last week. Yeah, Mississippi State looks bad. I, I, I agree with you. My thing is, is I'm not going to be shocked if Auburn's offense goes out there and scores 35 points and looks great or if they go out there and struggle and score 13 I wouldn't be shocked if either of those happened. I don't know what we're about to see. I think we're going to see it click. If I had to guess, I think Auburn probably wins this game 27 to 17 ish, if I had to guess. But I'm not shocked if Auburn scores 13 points on Saturday. I don't disagree with you at all. We haven't seen the consistency yet from this Auburn offense to know what, what to expect. Uh, this is a defensive line for Texas A&M that bullied the Clemson offensive line for the first half of that game until they just got worn down. And we don't really know what's going to happen as far as the Auburn defense, how, how long they'll be on the field. And if the Auburn defense can force three and outs and make this uh, A&M defense be on the field for a long time, maybe they'll wear down early. But this is not a game that's going to be like Kent State where – the offensive line is just going to come in and, and dominate start to finish. Like They're going to have some issues. You know that going in. And hopefully Gus has found some ways. We saw more screen passes and more jet sweeps against Kent State. Maybe mm-hmm. he was just holding on to those. I don't really know. But those are ways that you can help the offensive line out. And hopefully we'll see some of that. But we definitely have not seen the consistency from this Auburn offense yet to feel confident that they're going to put up you know, three touchdowns against an SEC defense. Yeah, curious to see if we see more perimeter stuff this Saturday. I think, like like you said, it's a way to help your offensive line out, assuming you seal the edge. And I, I, I mentioned this yesterday. I love the way the skill guys are blocking downfield. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. And, you, you know, you've talked about this regarding Sal Canella's blocking at, at tight end, but it's effort. It's effort. They have the athletic ability to do it, and they are disciplined enough and it, that just shows that they want you, their, you know, members of their team to succeed. And Auburn is doing that downfield, and I absolutely love that. And I think uh, I, I would be willing to bet that Gus has made it rather clear: if you do not block as a wide receiver or play. tight end, you not will playing. not play. One hundred percent. Yeah, and we've talked ad nauseum about the guys playing H back tight end position right now. How great those guys have been blocking. And really receiving. I mean, those guys... The Swiss Army knife. Hammer. 
Nickname is Hammer. Hammer, John Samuel Shanker, J.J. Wilson, all those guys. They've been, mm-hmm. they've been, I mean, as good as you could have asked in both the running game and the passing game so far. I thought we would see more J.J. Wilson so far this year. You're starting to see more of them, mm-hmm. but I thought we'd see like a heavy dosage of J.J. Wilson. He just came onto campus in the fall, though. Mm-hmm. So Gus might not feel super confident that he's completely comfortable with the system and everything. I guess. But then at what point like, do you have the conversation before he commits to you know, grad transfer? Like, all right, you're not going to play the first few weeks or not play a lot. I'm just curious how difficult that position is. I understand lining up certain places because they are using those guys more at tight end and you know big slot and all of that this year. But I'm I'm curious to see how much of that. I don't know. He seems like a smart guy. So he's a veteran player. I mean, he's a grad transfer. I don't know. Maybe he. Maybe they're just going to work him in slowly. Who knows, man? Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. If you had to pick a guy that kind of blows up this weekend, who is it for Auburn? Still haven't seen Matthew Hill really do it. You haven't seen Sean Shivers do it yet. So, like a guy who didn't, who hasn't really blown up yet. Yeah, who we've talked about. It's just like, all right, where are they? Hmm. Probably Anthony Schwartz. That's a good answer. I mean, I feel like that's kind of the obvious answer because it's going to be. Hopefully, it's his first game, like really being a part of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, my other answer, I guess, would probably be. Eli Stove, if I can say Eli Stove, just because I think it's been. I mean, I think he's kind of been. He's the thick broken of it. that. Okay, then I kind of got nothing. Um, I feel like everyone on the defense has just been so good. I can, you can't really say anything from the defense because anyone who steps up is not really going to be a breakout game. And from the offense, you know, you expect it from Bo, from Booby Whitlow, and from Eli Stove at this point of like through what we've seen this season. So. If we're looking for someone else to step up and have a big game, it's it's going to be Anthony Schwartz. I guess maybe Matthew Hill if he gets the playing time and gets the touches. I think which it's is odd a big that, that we haven't mark. seen him. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, we we thought I had a, a show last week titled like you know yeah this, this is, is his game yeah is this is this is it time for Anthony Hill and Matthew Hill? <laughs> yes, yes. Not to be confused with Anthony Schwartz, also. But yeah, it's just, I mean, he was in with the backups. I mean, he was. I don't. That, that that's that's been a huge surprise to me because there's been all this talk like all right who's the number two guy to Seth and it's like all right it's right now it seems like it's Eli Stove yeah uh, I I I don't know I don't really get it. I guess the idea would be that Hill and Stove play the same position but just put your good guys on the field man yeah I, look I <laughs> I'm just trying to think of reasons I don't know <laughs> I don't disagree with that I yeah. Mean, it's like if you had two Seth Williams like style guys, like Farrar finally played Zach Farrar, but mm-hmm. where is he at? You know, we heard all the good things about his size and his speed. You know, what's what's he going to do with that? Hey, but, he's a two year he's a two year guy though. 
Is JJ a two-year guy? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. The NFL may like JJ Wilson. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I Speaking think... of the NFL, okay. Big trade yesterday during the Browns game. I was like, you can't just give the Browns like one minute. Uh, former Alabama defensive back Minka Fitzpatrick, right? Traded for a 2020 first-round pick from the Steelers, who are going to suck this year. Yeah, that's huge. Doesn't make sense. I don't know why Pittsburgh did that. I, I guess the idea would be they want the defensive back, and they don't think there's going to be a good one coming out of the draft. AKA, I mean, I mean that guy's a leader. I they mean, that don't guy's like a player. Grant but. Delpit. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Ramsey wants a trade, right? Daniel Jones is going to start on Sunday, right? The, I mean, the NFL season so far has been incredible. It's been wild. It's so fun. <laughs> Odell lighting it up last night. Mm-hmm. That first catch he did was just like ridiculous. No, no one even made a big deal about it in the game. There was like, all right, yeah, he just he does that sometimes. It's like, <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? All right, Do you so, think Booger's good in the booth? Sorry, this is unrelated. Um, I like Booger as an analyst. I don't like him as a commentator. So yeah. no, I don't. I don't. I don't think he's good in the booth either. Give him a radio show. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. I just don't like when he like defensive lineman is like as a wide receiver. You got to blah blah blah. I'm like you don't. Okay, that doesn't bother me. It's just the delivery and the flow. He hadn't figured it out yet. Yeah. Hopefully he does. I don't know. At least he's not in the booger mobile anymore. The snot rocket, if you will. I love that. I mean, it's better than last year's crew. Yeah, that's what I mean. When he was on. On the snout rocket. But, I mean, Jason Witten was terrible. He's a robot. <laughs> he's a robot. I mean, he's a robot that's just programmed to be like, I play football. <laughs> First down. Go past. Stop. Stop it. Turn around. That's terrible. Catch ball. That's terrible. All right. So Carrion's killing it at the next level. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the NFL. Carrion's crushing it. Jarrett Stidham's coming for Tom Brady's job. He got some screen time. Uh, screen time on Sunday. Good. He's kind of in the background, but did he get on the field? They only won a billion to zero. He put his helmet on, uh, and it was like fourth and ten, and Miami got the conversion, and then they ran the clock out. Dang! And so he would have gone in. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jarrett Stidham. <laughs> got a haircut though. He looks good. I also got a haircut. You look great. And yeah, I don't believe you. I think she cut it too short, and now my head looks funny. Your head doesn't look funny, man. So you might see me in a lot of hats for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm looking forward to to talking with um with Olin tomorrow about what A and M's view of this game is. I mean, they lost their big game, right? I mean, both of these mm-hmm. teams had huge non conference opponents early in the year. I think you could argue A and M's was better, but. I mean, a- 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 you don't even need to argue it. A and M's was better. You're, you're right, but A and M, but A and M lost it, right? And yeah. so, how do they respond to that? What's the general mindset around? The, they want this. It's going to be at home. You know, they didn't really have the chance to do anything against Lamar last week, similar to Auburn. But Auburn was coming off of a win, not a loss, mm-hmm. and you know that changes that. And so, it's you know SEC on CBS. I mean, it's the main game, two thirty on Saturday. And you get it in your house, and you get a chance to to open up SEC play with a big time win over a top ten team. They're going to want this game, and I, I think that's one of the bigger factors outside of Auburn's offensive line and Auburn's offense as a whole is what team wants it more. 
Because if it, if, A&M, if A&M goes out there and wants it more than Auburn, I would not be surprised, just due to the circumstances. I would be surprised. Really? I, I think there I, – I mean, you can say a lot about the Auburn teams, especially the ones that play for Gus throughout the years. The one thing that I don't think you can say is that they don't come out every game prepared, giving everything they've got, wanting to win every game, wanting to give their all for their – coach their school their fans their their brothers the Auburn family whatever you want to say I, I just don't think that there's any game that you can come out and be like Auburn got outworked mm-hmm. sometimes you know the game plan might not be perfect sometimes they might get beat it happens but I don't I don't think you can say that that they did not want it as much as the other team you worried about a, a freshman quarterback making his first road start should that be a concern? Uh, I mean, I know Dallas was a neutral site, but that's a road start. I mean, as far as traveling, it sounds like Auburn had the... Oh, yeah, that's true. I, I guess... Fan advantage. Though. As far as hostile environments go, um, yeah. I think you'd be silly not to be a little worried. Uh, but if there's a freshman that I think is equipped to handle it, it's Bo Nix. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard this. They were saying that on the broadcast, I believe... That they were, they asked Bo, like, what do you like to do in your spare time, like, not football related? And he was like, um. Can I watch film? Can I study the playbook? They were like, no, that's football. Can I, can I watch film? No, that's football. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I mean, if there's, if there's one guy who's got the maturity and the gusto to handle a, a road start in the SEC, I think it's Bo Nix. For me, what I'm excited to uh, to ask Olin about is going into the season, A&M was kind of touted as having one of the better quarterbacks in the conference, mm-hmm. one of the better collection of skill position players in the conference. We've seen their starting running back go down. They had a freshman run for over 100 yards last week against Lamar, but their starting running back, uh, Deshaun, Deshaun Gibson, I think, went down and – uh, and then against Clemson, you know, obviously Kellen Mond did not play well. He struggled a lot. And yeah. the receivers didn't play well. They dropped a whole bunch of passes. So I'm interested to hear kind of his thoughts and the fan bases at A&M's thoughts about those guys that were, you know, so highly thought of throughout the conference going into the season. Where can people find you and hear you, bud? Uh, they can find me on Twitter, at CouchPapTato. They can find me one and two in all my fantasy leagues, and they can uh, listen to me on the lunch break every Tuesday from 11 to 1 on ESPN 106.7 and the SEC report from 7 to 9 p.m. on ESPN 106.7 and after the game for two hours after every Auburn football game. Fantastic. That's Michael Pappas. I'm Zach Blackerby on Twitter at ZBlackerby. The show is on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. We'll be back tomorrow. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. Oh, it's too low. There it is. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.